one of the hymns that a number of us grew up on singing, especially around this time of the year, is Count Your Blessings, page 82 in our old hymn book. Would you sing that chorus with me? I have the words on the, on the screen. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. It's a great chorus, isn't it? And certainly something that we ought to be doing, not just during the Thanksgiving time, the week of Thanksgiving, but we should be giving thanks to Him all year long because He is a good God. Amen? He is good to us all of the time and we need to be thankful to Him. We need to be recognizing what He is doing for us, what He has done, what He is doing presently, and we can be confident that He is going to continue to be that good God to us. I've been blessed, even just recently, and I wanted to share with you a couple of those blessings. One, in fact, two of those blessings happened last Sunday. Uh, Dusty preached last Sunday morning, and I appreciate him doing that. It gave Cindy and I the opportunity to slip away. We went over to Sheldon, Missouri, not far from here, and we were able to hear Luke, our future son-in-law, preach uh, it's the first time that I've heard him preach, and he is good. Uh, I, I was so encouraged to, to just be there and to hear him preach the Word of God. We were able to take him out to, to eat for lunch afterwards. It was a lot of fun for us. Later that evening, our small group met, and uh, we went to three different homes to sing to those people. And, and the ones to whom we went to visit... Each one of them are going through very hard times in their life. And, and it was a blessing to us to go and to try and minister to them. Uh, we, here it is, not even th Thanksgiving yet, and we were singing Christmas carols to them. And uh, we sang old hymns to them. Great is thy faithfulness, amazing grace. And these, there were not many dry eyes in the room that evening as we were singing, both on the part of those that we were ministering to and in our own eyes. We were feeling the Spirit of the Lord in each place. And you know, we went to encourage them. But I think we went away being the ones who were encouraged. And that's how the kingdom of God works. When we die to ourselves, when we put ourself aside, and we think about others, and we are seeking to serve others, not only are we a blessing to them, but the blessing comes back to us. And we experienced that last Sunday evening. And we must have sounded pretty good. One of the, the folks there that we were singing to said afterwards, y'all ought to cut an album. <laughs> well, that tells you how old they were. They were talking about cutting an album. <laughs> So whether they heard us or not uh, clearly, I think we all were sensing the presence of the Lord that evening, and it was a lot of fun. Something else that has been a blessing to me this week is to have E.K. and Johnson in our home for 
five days. They came Thursday, they're going to leave Tuesday of this week, and uh, E.K. particularly, I've known E.K. since back in the 1990s, the late 90s, and I shared with the first service, E.K. sharpens me. You know, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And every time I'm around E.K., he sharpens me. He is a godly man, a holy man. He is a man who loves Jesus. He loves to pray. He loves to win souls. He loves to preach the Word of God. He is tireless in his service to Jesus. He sharpens me. And I hope that maybe in just a little bit that that he could say the same thing, that I sharpen him. We sharpen each other in the Lord. And he is a special blessing to me. You know, we need to share gratitude with one another. When God does something in our life, we need to share a testimony of thanksgiving. This morning there are going to be five people who come and share a testimony of thanksgiving with you today. Uh, I just want to remind you from Luke chapter 17, Jesus and his disciples, they were walking along the road, they were heading towards Jerusalem, and they were intercepted by ten lepers. You remember that story? Ten lepers came crying out to Jesus for mercy that he would heal them of their disease. And he did. He healed them of their leprosy. He told them to go to the priest, show themselves to the priest, and as they went, their flesh was restored and made whole to them. And and maybe you remember how that story went. One out of the ten came back to say thank you to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? And from that, we can learn that Jesus wants us to be a thankful people. When, when He grants to us a gift, He wants us to be thankful to say thank you to Him. And so today, there are folks coming. They are going to share a testimony of thanksgiving, of what God has done in their life, what He is doing in their life. And I think we'll see too from many of these testimonies that oftentimes the blessing can be coming from hardship. Hardship can be a springboard that leads us into gratitude if we'll look to God and trust Him. morning. Uh, Back in October, my wife Jennifer and I were able to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the first time we got married to each other. Um, For those of you who don't know our story, we had a three-year period there where we went through a divorce, and then we ended up getting back together. Um, So it was a big day for us that we were actually able to celebrate that 20th anniversary. Uh, Back on August 17, 2008, my family and I came down front here at the end of the second service and we placed our membership here at CCC. The day before August 16th was the day Jennifer and I were remarried after being divorced for that three-year period. 
That was the day that God gave her family a second chance at being a family together instead of a family apart. Many of you have heard this story, you know, what led to our divorce, what our divorce life was like, and what eventually led to our getting back together. But we haven't talked much about what the last seven years have been like, so that's where we're going today with this. First of all, we gained a church family like no other, and we have a lot of friends here now that are more like family than friends. And uh, if you haven't noticed, Kevin even let me adopt his hairstyle, so... uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, The second thing is how God's blessed our family. Throughout our divorce, I had this idea of what our lives would would be like once we got back together. God gave us all of that and then so much more, but he did it all in the first day. I learned very quickly that uh, God's plans are so much greater than my own. And we just continue to see God working in our lives and transforming us daily. Our son Gage went from keeping to himself, having a dark side, and struggling with bouts of depression during the time we were apart, to now being outgoing, caring for others, and getting involved in numerous activities. He's also attending OCC, where he's studying to be a preacher. Our conversations about what he's learning in his classes, as well as in life, are priceless. We can spend hours talking, and it seems like it's just been a few minutes. Um, Early on, after Jennifer and I were remarried, when uh, memories or people from the past would haunt me and, you know, just try to attack me, Gage was very adamant. He'd come back to me and say, Dad, come on, what are you doing here? So, you know, we're back together. That's what's important. The, you know, the past is in the past. Leave it there. Uh, so, Gage, thanks for that, bub. Our daughter, Brittany, she's always scared and insecure and even picked the skin off of her fingertips out of nervousness. Now she's growing in confidence daily and finds her worth in who she is in Jesus. When I look at her, I sometimes wonder where my little girl's gone, but I couldn't be more proud of the young lady she's become. <clears throat> she, too, has helped keep me on track in my pursuit of following Jesus. Um, there have been several times that uh, I'd be planning on doing something, playing a joke on somebody, and she'd say, Dad, that's not Christ-like. You can't do that. So both of my kids have definitely helped keep me on track. And uh, my wife, Jennifer, many of you know her. Um, Many things I could say about Jennifer, but she's chasing after Jesus at such a fast pace that I almost don't believe it sometimes. Her love for him and for others is refreshing to see and uh, makes me want to be more like her. And she'd be up here with me today, but uh, she shared, it was was close to seven years ago, she was up here doing a four-minute testimony And she went over a time limit by about 20 minutes, and Kevin didn't get to finish his sermon, and he hadn't invited her back up since. So uh, not sure he ever will, but anyway. But that's who she is. She's truly happy with who she is in Jesus and uh, what he's done for her and our family, and she just wants to share that with everybody. So we we realize we're in no way perfect, and none of this would have happened without God. And uh, we do have the one who is perfect as the foundation for our marriage and our family, and we're in it together. We strive to follow Jesus and grow in our relationship with him daily, and we even look to God to guide us through whatever situations may arise. We've found a peace that we've never known, and it gets better each day. And we have had some bumps along the way over the past seven years, mainly with uh, some serious health scares with Jennifer. But we've endured every one of those together, and we understand that life happens. And we also know that God is right here with us all the time. So as I look back at all this, I realize 
I've been given a second chance to be the husband, the dad, and the spiritual leader of my family that God always wanted me to be. I mess up a lot along the way. And uh, I know that God's right there with me, though, forgiving me and teaching me how to overcome this. So when you ask me what I'm thankful for, I'll tell you I'm thankful for second chances. The kind of second chances that can only come from God and the kind of second chances we have with God because of the forgiveness that we have through Jesus and his sacrifice. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Troy Pyatt. Some of you may know I have a genetic kidney disease called Gittleman syndrome. My body will not hold potassium. About 20 years ago when I was diagnosed, I was taking more than 30 potassium pills and other drugs daily to keep my levels normal. My stomach was damaged and I had, was unable to take pills. My doctor decided to try a port in my chest to deliver potassium through my veins to avoid my stomach being further damaged. The ports worked well, but infections became the issue with them. And over the years, I have had several septic blood infections that have been life-threatening. My veins are used up at this point. Basically, I have no more places to put ports. My veins have hardened. My recent battle was different than any previous one. It was the biggest battle of my life so far. My port was infected, and it started, and I started to become very sick, the type of sick I get when I have septic blood infections, and the port did show staph infection when it was analyzed. Dr. Hall agreed it needed to come out, but what to do next was our question, how do I get medicine? Dr. Hall suggested a feeding tube. He was not sure how it would work, but the other method to try, we had no other alternative. On that Thursday evening, a group of men from a Bible study asked if they could come pray over me. That experience was amazing. God's men laying their hands on me and my wife asking God to give us peace. It was a chilling experience to feel that type of love from others. The surgery went well when I was in the hospital. I was doing well with the feeding tube. The medicine was being ejected into the tube and it went into my smaller bowel. After getting home, I became very ill, and my wife rushed me to the ER. I was admitted for the next few days. After being home a couple days, the pain, the discomfort was terrible. Dr. Hall agreed to try a smaller tube. The smaller tube was more comfortable, but it was hard to keep in place since the hole was bigger than the tube. The tube came out, and honestly, I just did not want to put it back in. I did not want to live that way. Even though my potassium levels were extremely low, critical, and I was very weak, Dr. Hall said he would try one more port. He was not certain it would work. The evening before surgery, the elders from the church came and anointed me with oil and prayed over me and my family. That was a very powerful. I cried as I felt the prayers to God, and this opened a new door for my faith. I will never forget the power it brought into my life. The port placement was successful. Dr. Hall once again saved my life. I didn't know what I was going, I didn't, don't know what is going to happen the next time, 
but one day at a time, and today is good. The thankfulness I feel from this experience is overwhelming. My outlook has changed again for the positive through the experience this past month. God is good all the time. I am thankful for God being beside us for each and every step in our lives, even on the hard days. I am thankful for the hardship of this experience because I will be able to have more joy in a normal day. I am thankful for all the prayer warriors that prayed without complaint, no matter what time of day. I am thankful for the staff of the church that is truly by my side each surgery. I am thankful for the surgery, surgical staff and Dr. Hall who has went above and beyond multiple times for me. I am thankful for the men who come to my house and lifted me and my family up to the Lord more than once. I am thankful my daughter was home at the time during the elders come over. It has given her a new insight. I am thankful for my family who never gives up on me and loves me unconditionally. I am thankful for the food that was delivered to our home during the hard times and the cards of encouragement. I am thankful I am alive today. Please take a moment to talk to those you love and tell them you love them. Tomorrow is not always there, and it is important to make sure we love. It is important to make sure those we love are going into heaven with us. Bless each and every one of your families. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, I'm Rick Hastings, and uh, this is my testimony. <clears throat> my life before Christ <clears throat> was basically, oh, kind of self-indulged, I guess. Um, I was a very focused, driven individual, um, but I was uh, focused on, on you know, making money, being successful, um, and kind of focused on the wrong things, um, <clears throat> and. Uh, you know, I was—I uh, believed in God, but uh, God wasn't very uh, high up on my list of priorities uh, at all. Uh, my wife, she—she uh, she, uh, was in the church without me, and basically, the only time I really went to church was, you know, for her benefit, and not mine, which is exactly the wrong reason. Uh, then we had a, a crisis in our family. Uh, which uh, kind of landed me in jail. And, uh, of course, I'd never been in trouble. I'd never been arrested. Uh, surely never had handcuffs on. But I did. I did. And uh, I got arrested. And, and during that, I, I humbled myself. Uh, I, I humbled myself to Jesus uh, because for the first time in my life, and, and I'm 61 years old, I lost control. Um, I had no control over this situation that I was in. And uh, I basically humbled myself to somebody that it wasn't bigger than. Because this this crisis was bigger than me, but it wasn't bigger than Jesus. <clears throat> and uh, I humbled myself to that. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, what happened uh, uh, next, uh, of course, I was in jail. Uh, I was... Uh, you know, my, my whole family had involvement 
uh, in the, in kind of in this crisis. And I had some ill feelings uh, when I was in jail, and 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 I when I'd get those ill feelings, I'd stop and pray a little bit, and they kind of go away. But uh, I had a friend of mine that was. Uh, uh, was helping my wife with lawyers and, you know, uh, trying to get me out of jail. And, and uh, I, I talked to him 10 or 12 times on the phone. And each time I talked to him, he was very adamant about, man, I feel your pain. I, I didn't know how much I loved you till now. And I didn't understand uh, because every time I talked to him, he was so adamant about it. And, uh I thought he was just, you know, being a good friend. Well, when I when I got out of jail, uh, of course, my wife and and my friend Bob is is his name. They were there when I got out of jail, and I remember um, going over to my wife and hugging her and kissing her. But I almost felt like I passed her by a little bit, uh, and I went over to Bob, and and I'm surely not a huggy person. I never have been. But on that day, I was. Um, I we actually embraced uh, for I, I don't know maybe a minute. I, I don't I don't really know. But I know one thing that w- when we turned loose, I ha- I had the spirit uh, in me. Uh, um, and. And for the first time in my life, you know, all those feelings, you know, those ill feelings and the, and the blame and stuff, they were all gone. And, and I remember him saying to me, you need to straighten up. I said, hey, I'm good. I'm good. And for three days, I carried that with me. Uh, it was, uh, I mean, you've heard the saying, I see, I've seen the light. Well, I did see the light for three days. And it was am- amazing. Uh, what uh, Jesus uh, did for me. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, my, my friend, he, he wanted to know uh, why him. Well, uh, he was searching. He probably just didn't know it. I knew why me because I opened myself up to Jesus. Um, and, uh, and, and he helped me through this, this thing. So now my priorities are a lot different than they used to be. It's not about money and things. And one of the things I realized was I would give people money and, and my family and buy them things, but I w- wouldn't give anybody my time. Um, my time, I was real selfish with that. Well, through this whole process, I've got lots of time now. I, you know, I, I didn't have time for my family. I didn't have time for church and the things that were important. But now i got plenty of time. Um, I've got plenty of time. So my, the things that are important to me today are the church, the Bible, my wife and family. And, um, and, and I have only Jesus to, to thank for that. Um, it took a, a crisis uh, to get my attention, and it did in a big way. And so I am very thankful for what Jesus has done for me and my family. Thank you. Good morning. 
My name is Sandy McDonald, and I'd like to share with you how God used my wife Terry and I to further his kingdom. On Monday, October the 12th, after spending the day in Springfield, my wife and I were traveling home on I-44. We were just cruising along, listening to the radio, and talking about different things. When out of the blue, I decided to take Highway 96 home. As I drove onto the exit ramp from I-44, we both noticed a couple on a motorcycle in front of us. Daniel and Linda Boltstedt were heading home to La Russell, Missouri. Terry kind of grumbled at me for getting off the interstate. She said, look at those people up there just putting along. I just looked at her and said, well, I guess we're just going to have to just take the scenic route home. When we got off the exit ramp and onto Highway 96, I noticed about a mile ahead a pickup truck with a fifth-wheel trailer pulling into a driveway. Behind that pickup was a semi-truck pulling a tank trailer. The semi-truck had to almost come to a complete stop to allow the pickup to turn. Seeing all of this, I let off the gas and just drifted along, opening the distance between us and the motorcycle. Dan and Linda just kept cruising along, unaware of how close they were to the slowed-down semi-truck. I said aloud to Terry as they got closer to the truck, Oh no, they're going to hit, they're going to hit. As I was saying this, we saw the smoke come from the tires on the motorcycle as Dan hit the brakes. By then it was too late. Dan had locked up the brakes and laid the bike on its side. The motorcycle flipped, throwing Dan and Linda off, tumbling them down the middle of the highway. The riderless motorcycle hitting the back of the truck. When we got close to the bodies laying in the road, I pulled the car onto the shoulder. Terry, my wife, was out of the car running to help before I could stop the car. I immediately called 911 as Terry went into nurse mode. Unfortunately, Linda died instantly and there was nothing that we could do for her. Daniel was barely alive and needed instant attention. Terry, another man, and I took turns doing CPR on Daniel. All the while this was going on, we were praying out loud for God to help us save him. People surrounded us holding hands and praying for help and healing. We continued doing CPR until the EMTs arrived 20 minutes later. After we were relieved and had given our statements to the highway patrol, they had told us to wait in the car. We stopped and we said a prayer for Linda that God would look after her soul and that he'd take her into his arms. I have to admit that I was shaking and crying pretty bad after the adrenaline and the moment had worn off. God had put us in that place and situation, I have no doubt. The meeting we were at had ended about an hour and a half early, and we always stopped to get a drink for the ride home, but we didn't that day. And we never take 96 home. Terry has a friend who is nurse in Springfield at Mercy, and she went to church with Dan and Linda, so she kept us updated of the things that were going on. 
So jumping ahead to the following Monday, we received word from Terry's friend that Daniel had died of his injuries on Sunday evening. For not knowing these people, that broke my heart and made me sad. Let me tell you this, the devil, he sure jumped in real quick and made me start having doubts about God's plan. I said a prayer asking God why he put us there if only for them to die. Later that evening, God answered my prayer. Terry's friend had contacted her and said that Daniel's minister had come to pray with his family before they had to pull the plug. One of Dan's family members gave their life to Jesus Christ in that room that day. So that made everything we saw and experienced worth it. I'm thankful that God showed me in the middle of that road that he has a plan for everyone. I'm thankful that he showed me that he has that he is after our heart the way we should be after his. But most of all, I'm thankful that he tells us that we should love one another as he loves us. Thank you very much. Good morning. My name is Ryan White, and this is my daughter, Chloe Sue. Uh, I came to Fort Scott in 1998 for college on the rodeo team and uh, met my wife there in college, Cody. And uh, we live out by Uniontown. I've trained horses for the last 15 years or so. Uh, on July 6th this year, I was bucked off of a horse and landed on my head. This knocked me out and, and gave me a concussion. Uh, I only had minor complications at that time, so I took a week or so off and eased back into my regular activities. A month after, however, returning to work, I began to experience bad headaches. I decided I should go to the doctor finally and see what was going on. They did some scans and found out that I had originally had two bleeds on my brain, but they had healed already. They also found a large cyst behind my right eye. In the days to follow, I began to have excruciating headaches, which led to spells of slurred speech, blurred vision, hot flashes, and numbness in my hands. During these spells, I found myself crying out to God, telling Him He would have to take this away from me because I just couldn't do it anymore. I realized I wasn't going to be able to make it through this on my own. And He would say, just one step at a time, you can make it. You know you can trust me with every little detail and need. Just trust me now, one bit at a time. He would remind me of, of what he went through on the cross for me, his pain and agony just because of his love for me alone. That his strength was enough for me and that he would never leave me nor forsake me. After, after several trips to the emergency room and CAT scans, they found out that I had a, had fluid building up putting pressure on my brain. The spells, spells became severe enough that I was life-flighted to KU Med to undergo surgery to relieve the pressure. A successful surgery, thank God, resulted in me not being able to work for 10 weeks, though, leaving our family with no income. But as God has done every single time before, he provided for us this summer also. 
We've received so many cards, calls, and visits that we can't even count them all. Kevin was with us at the ER praying before my flight up there. And as I said earlier, I think he might have beat us up there. Uh, And then I told him he didn't need to, but you know him. He was up there the next Saturday morning from 8 o'clock surgery ahead of time. Uh, We've had all kinds of friends who went, got us, did stuff for us from groceries. They brought us uh, numerous meals and did chores and things there at the house. Um, Others have insisted on doing fundraisers for us, and that's recently been a wonderful blessing to us also. We are so thankful to the Lord that I have not had any complications since the surgery, and he has healed me completely. This has all been very humbling and a huge reminder that God always has and always will provide for his children. Thank you to all of you who have prayed for me and helped my family through this time. The Lord had allowed my wife and I to have a peace that surpassed our understanding through this whole situation. I'm thankful that God healed Dad because when he was hurt, he could not work, he could not ride, and he slept a lot. We prayed a lot, and God answered our prayers. It is a blessing that Dad is back to normal. God healed him, and he can work and ride horses with us again. Thank you for praying for my dad. God is good all the time. He is good. But as we've seen and heard in these testimonies, oftentimes we find ourselves on a pathway that's difficult. And life's not always easy, is it? Life can, life's road can be so full of bends and bumps and, and twisting and turning, and it's just difficult sometimes. And yet, No matter how deep the pit is, God is deeper still. God is always with us. He never leaves us. He never abandons us. And we have a God that we have reason to give thanks to Him. And so this week, as we are upon the the holiday of Thanksgiving, we want to be a thankful people. But not just this week. We want to be thankful all year round. Because he's deserving of that. Let's stand together. Let's sing. Let's worship. Let's give thanks to him. You have a decision upon your heart. We have some folks who will be here to, to pray with you, to talk with you. But make this a time of worship to our Heavenly Father.